How long ago did you come to church again? How many months has it been? I think like three months ago. Three months? Three months. Somehow I convinced you to be on a whole podcast. Yeah, it's life's a trip, you know? Like who would have thought I, I wouldn't have. Jesus. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Packed Vision. My name is Selena and I'm here with my new friend, Isaac. <laughs> we met three months ago at church at ALFC Pomona and he's a professional boxer. So I'm so excited. The first day that I met you, I was like, oh, God, you you have your hand on your son. And I can just tell that you're different for most people your age. And I want to share that people might look at your age and say, he's 20. What does he know about life? He's 20. What what has he gone through? Oh, yeah. And and the whole ride up here, he was just sharing his testimony already i had to tell him to stop talking because we would have nothing to record but you already have such a powerful testimony and i'm excited to hear it so thank you for being here just thank you for giving me this opportunity it's amazing to be with you guys you're just amazing people and just the car right up here talking it felt safe it felt like very you guys are very humble with everything and you guys could tell that God's with you and like the way you guys move, the way you guys just walk. It's different. It's beautiful. And I like that. God's with us. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I don't know where to start, but I think let's start at 13 because <laughs> I asked him, I was like, how long have you been boxing for? And he said 13. So maybe you can kind of just share with us um, about how you started um, who started training you and how this even came about. How did God give you the vision to become a professional boxer? Um, let's back it up a little bit before that. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember watching the Rocky movies, like, and I was so inspired. I'm like, man, that's what I want to do. I'm like, I can beat him just like Rocky and everything. I used to thought, oh, you know, go throw some punches, let's do it. But like, it's very different. Life's, boxing is not a movie. And then I would always complain to my mom, my dad, like, I want to box, I want to box. And they would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Push it aside, like little by little. And then 13, I told my mom, like, I want to go box. Like, I really want to do this. And then she drove me to a place in downtown Pomona by the fish market, if you know. Yes. Yeah, that exact spot. We went in there and we went, we met this man, Robert Edwards. Um, that day, he's like, I had a hat on and he was so funny. Um, he walked in, he's like, that's your mom? I'm like, yeah, that's my mom. He's like, what's your dad? And he just, he thought he, my dad was a brother. Like, and then he's just like, he said, take off your hat. He's like, oh, you're not. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm Mexican. <laughs> and um, he was just, he was awesome about it. And by then we just started going there from day one in training. And he just saw, he saw something in me. And we just came about it. And then that gym closed down. And um, me and him stayed together for that whole time. And we kept training and we got some amateur fights. We got, he had a vision that I was gonna become champion. And he would stay at my house like an hour when I was in school to wait for me to go to training. And we would just stay together. We're like father and son. That was like my dad right there. And it was such a great opportunity getting to know him because he has so much wisdom. He was 65 and um, I was with him for a good three to four years. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that you said he has so much wisdom in his age. You said 65? Yeah, 65. 65. What was it like being around someone who's 65, you were 13, 
what I feel like a lot of people at that age don't really know how to value what wisdom is. What was it that you saw in Robert during that time? Um, I just, I saw that he was different from any other trainer. That he, the way he talked, like he didn't care what anybody thought of him. And he knew what he had. Like, he was very, um, he talked a lot of smack, but like it was all from a place of love. And that's what I understood. And he knew boxing. He knew boxing and he knew life. And yeah. that's why I wanted to be around. I, I grew on a lot. I got a lot of, a lot of um, knowledge from him. Doing awesome. that. And you grew up in Pomona. Born and raised Pomona. P-Town all day. P-Town, baby. P-Town, that's it. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's where we go to church, too. Yeah, and shout out. <laughs> ALFC Pomona. Not us shouting out the city. Um, but that's so cool. And then I know you were sharing in the car, if you can share a little bit about that. You said that he was like a father figure to you. He he said that he had a vision of you being cha champion. Yeah. That's like, that's a really bold statement to like declare and believe in. Do you feel like you believed in it when he told you that you would be champion? Oh, absolutely. That That's what gave me hope. That's what made me like, oh, I'm going to train ten, 10 times harder now. If he, this old man sees that in me, then who, who's going to stop us? Wow. And yeah, like he just, he had, we had like a lot of late night talks, like on the way home from training. He'll talk, talk to me about school. He'll talk to me about girls and about boxing. And then he'll say, you got to stay focused no matter what. You got to take care of your family, take care of your mom, take care of your brother. And especially, you know, don't, don't cheat yourself. There's no, no point in that because what are we going to benefit from? Yeah. So that's actually, so. I really like that you said that it made you want to train 10 times harder yeah. because I really truly believe that we're not just giving each other words of affirmation. Like mm -hmm. when someone says they believe in you and they pour in that time into you night and day, like you said, he would show up a whole hour before you would get out of school yeah. and wait for you. Like, he didn't just say he believed in you. He showed you he believed in you by pouring into you. And so I just think that's really important as visionaries that we need to pour into people that we don't just say we believe in them. We pour into them and we show up support. Yeah. Coach Bob passed away. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about what you experienced during that time and then like how he passed away and how that went in hand in hand with your boxing career okay. um he passed away when i was 16 and a half he was actually training his pro in las vegas so he was i was in pomona what what when it happened and i was he, he was training and i was gone a week so he would text me to what to do for training and i was all happy i'm like okay i'm gonna do the work and i'm gonna put in the work and then a week passed and he didn't text me back so I would text him, are you okay, Bob? Like, is everything okay? No, I didn't get a response. And then there was, I still remember the day, December 16th, we got a phone call. And um, they told my mom that he passed away in his sleep. And my mom started crying, she told me. And then I got out of the car, I broke down, I was screaming. And because I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. And my brother was like, this can't be happening. But, and, I, but that day I lost my dad because I never had like a close bond with my actual father and that guy did everything for me. I saw so much in him that he brought out the best of me and I brought out the best of him. That, 
that's the whole point of what we had. That's why we'll always go to every gym and like, oh yeah, that's my dad. That's that's his son. And when he passed away, I went into a very dark place. It was, I was 16. Um, for three months, I quit boxing. I I couldn't eat. I was just in my room listening to music. My parents, I didn't talk to nobody, not to my brother, who was my best friend, and I couldn't even talk to him about it. I. I was questioning God, why did he do this? The man that saw everything in me, why did he take him away from me? How can he do this? The, the only person I had at the time, it, I didn't understand it at all. I was angry and I was heartbroken. And I, I, when I fell into a dark place, I, was, I had a lot of suicidal thoughts and I just couldn't bear seeing them. Like, and I always say like, when I die, He's gonna be the one walking me, walking me, me into heaven. He, that was my my father. That was my dad right there. And I, after those three months, I won't. It took a while. We went to his funeral, the awake, and I saw his body, and I I broke down at the church, and people didn't understand it. Some people thought I was just his like his train, like his fighter, and um. Like everybody else knew the day we were with him, even his family, they were like, nah, that's that's his son right there. And it was just heartbreaking. And then I was just like, you know what? It'd be disrespectful for, for me to stop boxing, to, to do what I wanted to do before. Cause he put so much work and time into, into me. So why would I take that away from him? He saw it and um, we kept training. We went to the, the place he left me at was with Chango's Boxing. And um, my trainer, we call him Chango. His name is Demo Lopez. And him and Bob, they barely knew each other, but they had a solid connection. And I think Bob left me with Chango for a reason. Maybe Bob knew he was gonna go already. And he wanted me to leave me with somebody that he felt safe with. And to this day, I'm still with Chango. And we're training. He's been there since my pro debut. He's been, he's like a second father too. Like that's my, that's why I got tatted my first tattoo. It took eight hours to do. And like, it, just from there it's been a journey. And I'm thankful every day for meeting my dad. I'm thankful to God and, you know, getting closer to God, I understood what, what happened and why he's doing what he's doing. It's all part of his plan and I can't fight it no more. Wow, that's really good. When did you start desiring a relationship with God? Cause I know we just met three months ago yeah. at church. Um, I gotta say like three months ago, we met at church, um, probably two months beforehand. Like me and my brother would say like, there's so much evil in the world right now. And like, they're getting a lot of things twisted. Like what's bad is good and good is like, it's different. And like, we don't like that. Yeah. And. I just want a closer relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like you said as you were getting closer to getting to know God, he started to make sense of what was happening with the passing of Coach Bob. Do you feel like back then while you were going through this grieving, do you feel like God was with you in those moments? No, I didn't. I felt alone. 
and I was I was angry at God at the time. I didn't understand why he did what he did. Everybody would tell me he's in a better place now. And I just like, how? You know, he, I just felt he left me. And that's that's all I can feel. Yeah. And um, that, that, that was it. That was the only feeling I felt was that I felt betrayed. I felt this man that he was supposed to bring me to pro. He was supposed to, we were supposed to get the belt together and it can't happen no more. Yeah. What would you tell somebody right now that is experiencing death and a loss of a loved one that they really love and they're questioning God right now? I know it's hard, but it is part of the plan. Trust in God. Trust in your people, your family. Don't push nobody away because that's how you you feel even more alone and it hurts even more. Um, last month is a really uh, heavy month for me and my family. It's September. We lost my cousin a few years ago and he like lived with me. This is like my brother. I didn't have brothers. Um, he lived for, with me at a period of time. And then we also lost my grandpa last year and then we lost um my great aunt this year and i'm just like oh wow god like september such a heavy month for my family it's a grieving season but i believe that people experience experience many types of grief you don't necessarily need to lose somebody to death to be able to grieve some people get divorces some people lose jobs some people lose family members a best friend um, a significant other, but when you lose someone, it's very hard to pursue the vision that God has for your life and your purpose, like yeah. boxing. Like, it's so, nobody knows the silent battles that you're having to deal with on a daily. When I asked you um, before we started recording about grief and you said, I don't think grief ever really stops. Yeah, I, to this day, I still think about him every day and, um, it's like a it's a wound that's never gonna heal, and it's only that time, it just slowly gets better, and you just remember them, yeah. and you you're thankful you have them in your life. You're thankful for God. You're thankful for everybody in that moment. You cherish those moments, the good and the bad, with them, and you can laugh about it, or you can be angry or upset. You know, you feel all these emotions, but I would never try to take those away. I would live it exactly the same. Yeah. No one's ever going to take Coach Bob's place, ever. No, he, um, Coach Bob built my, um, my foundation of how I fight. Yeah. He built that. And my trainer, Chango, he just, he's adding on to it. And it's so funny. We just talked about Coach Bob, me and my, me and Chango. He was saying, like, he always wonders why did Bob leave me with him out of everybody? Because Bob... You know, we like a lot of people. He, he thought a lot of people were, were like a lot of um, fake or suck-ups to him. You know, he had this one wisdom about boxing and Chango, you know, he's a humble, nice person. He, he knows too. He knows the game. He knows the game of life. He knows everything, you know, and we're still learning to this day. And Chango would say, you know what, one day when we get the belt, we're going to look up to God, um, to Bob and God. And he was like, this is what you, is this what you wanted? Yeah. Did we build him the way we, you want it yeah and that's we're just waiting to that moment that's awesome 
Yeah, and as you do that and you continue to build, but also build your relationship with Christ, you're going to realize that you have an even stronger foundation than you even know because God has built it. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's so funny like that because now every time before sparring, um, sparring is like when you fight for practice. Yeah. Um, I always say this prayer now. Like, I have a talent on me. It's like, as I walk through the valley of death, I feel no evil yeah. or man. And then I say, for Christ is my strength. He is my rock. He is who gives me strength. And then I do my little cross. I'm like, I'm like let's get it on. Like, yeah. we're good. And then even, like, listening to worship music, it helps me. Like, it, I, I didn't know that it could help me. Like, at first, I'm just like, okay. And then it, it brings me energy. It brings me life. And I'm with God. Like, I'm less angry. I used to have a lot of hate and anger in my in my heart, but like slowly it's, it's going away. And everything that life throws at me, I think of what's God showing me and how can I make it. And that's how it, it's it's cool. It's so cool, huh? To like experience that. It's like what like it, it makes me think, God, how was I living a life before not knowing that you were my peace? It just it. It's so serene to know that like God wants to be our helping hand. He wants to stand with you in the yeah. ring. He wants to walk with you through the valley of darkness. He wants to be your strength. And he's going to continue to do that the more you seek him and the more you continue to say, okay, you have me. I'm yeah. tired of doing things on my own. You have me. Yeah. And for a while, I would just do my things on my own. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I'm I'm the one putting in the work. And I'm like, nah, you're getting it twisted. Now I'm just like, man, you're so stubborn before. And like, now I'm just like, God is here and he's with me through, the, through thick and thin. Yes. What nobody sees, he does. And that's what it's all about. That's good. Earlier too, we were talking about, because I think when once God shows us the vision, like, you and Coach Bob talked about you being champion, right? So you're focused on that. Like, you see it now. It's clear. I'm going to be champion. I'm going to get there. Bob, you're going to see this. God, you're going to see this. But there's times where we feel like I'm late. I'm running behind. God, I should be farther. Or why is there delays? Am I working hard enough? Things like that. And it creates this anxiousness in us where we feel like, oh, I just want to be farther already, or I want to win, I want to be stronger. I, you were sharing with me that you felt this moment of anxiousness when you were 18. Can you share with us, like, what is that that you experienced, and what were the thoughts in your mind about where you wanted to be during that time? Um, so 18, I debuted it, and I felt... This is your first time, like, saying you're a pro. Yeah, I'm like, pro, 18. debuted, and, like, that's it. You know, we waited for this moment for so long. And then I debuted it, and then little by little, we we're getting there. But I was, you know, 18-year-old, this is two years ago. So I'm just like, nah, I want it now. I can fight this guy. I was thinking I can beat anybody. I'm here. Let's do it. I put in all the work. I want it. Yeah. And then I'm like, how are these guys getting signed? Like, by, like, all these big promoters. I'm like, I'll beat, like, I'll beat them up so bad. <laughs> you know? I, I was just like, ain't no way. I'm like, how am I getting unrecognized for what I'm doing and my talent and my skills? And then... That's why I'll be anxious. I'll tell my, my trainer that. I'll tell my manager, my my brother. I'm like, this. how is this happening right now? And then here we are to this day. And I'm going to say, you know what? You got to trust the process. You can't be too anxious or like you got to be humble. 
and you got little by little. We're training with great people. We're meeting new people like you, your guys themselves, you know. And the boxing world is awesome. And just little by little, we'll get noticed. Little by little, we'll take it. We just gotta stay calm and focused. That's it. That's good. And I think God's timing is so intentional because there's so many things that I've even told God. God, I want to do this. God, I want to do that. And um, God wanted to work on my heart first. And I believe that's what he's done with you. There's things that you you said out loud and you confessed in this video. I was stubborn. Like not a lot of people could admit that. You couldn't admit that two years ago. And now as you're learning to know the characteristics of God and you're learning about the person that he's called you to be, he doesn't, he doesn't like those things in us. Yeah. So he tends to refine us. He's like, Isaac, I know you're strong enough. You're gonna beat them, but, but let me work on you first. Yeah, then that's what he was probably doing, you know? <laughs> I'm very hard-headed sometimes. When I believe in something and when I want something, I go and get it. But like now you just like ease it up. Let's, let's slow down on the pedal and let's work on it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I'm thankful for. So when you win champion, <laughs> when you win these fights that you talk about, you pray about, you dream about, I think one of the things you said you wanted to do is get your mom something. But what, can you share with us, what is it that you like close your eyes and you dream about when that day happens? Uh, when I, you know, God willing, I become world champion. What I will always envision in my life was buying my mom a house, taking care of my family and my brothers. My mom is, she's awesome. She's an amazing mother. She did everything she can for me and my brothers. And, you know, there's, she does things like now a lot of mothers would do. Like, I remember when COVID hit and like the, we would have training at four in the morning. She'll wake up at 3.30 for a whole year and take me to the gym back and forth, waiting for me. Um, I remember times there was stuff like we couldn't have and she would make it possible to get, you know? We weren't that rich growing up, you know? Or like, we didn't have a lot of things and she made it possible. And, you know, I always love my mom and that's why I even got her, like, her name on my chest, you know? And um, I really want to get my mom a house, a big house she deserves and like anything she wants. Then that's what I really want. That's cool. What are did you notice growing up while you were boxing and pursuing this? Because you said there were certain things that you that you couldn't get, but your mom would make a way to get it. Yeah. Did you notice like comparing yourself to anybody like, oh, I don't have like I don't have a freaking boxing ring or I don't have um, certain outfits or certain gear. Was there things like that that you noticed at a young age? Um, No, not for that. I would usually notice it like we didn't have like, we, we couldn't have um certain like toys or like even like cable or like we get a game. It'll be like probably a year from now or, and she would still like make it or stuff, stuff like that. Our clothes, she would always make sure like we look good in our clothes. Yeah. She didn't want us having nothing bad. Yeah. And um, that shout out to my mom for that. Like yeah. my mom is one of the most kind hearted, nicest persons I will always love and she makes everything possible. She makes everything better. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very close to my mom. I love that. I love my mom too. <laughs> yeah. She believed in me too at, at such a young age and I really appreciate that. I think that as kids, I think that we need that from our parents and I think that we are beyond blessed to even have 
moms to support us and be like, sure, become a professional boxer. Oh, it, no, it wasn't easy on her at all. It wasn't easy. I remember um, we did a prank on my mom about boxing. We sparred, I think I was 15 at the time. And then um, this guy sparred. I kind of like, I think broke his nose or something. And all his blood came on my jersey, right? It was like gory and everything. And I went home and I told my brother, like, hey, let's prank mom. Let's say I got beat up. And like let's like let's put on. You a just show. want to stress her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a ride. Yeah. And then uh, we went home, and then I told my mom like Nathan came in the room. He's like, "Hey, Isaac's about to tell you something. Don't get like." And I came in all bloody. And I'm just like, "Mom, I got beat up and everything." And she started like crying. She's like, "What the hell? What are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, and then like, like she, we got a moment. She got so serious, and then me and my brother started busting out laughing. And I'm like, nah, we're just kidding. It's other dude's blood. <laughs> like, that's supposed to make it better? Yeah. And then, like, she was laughing. Like, she's like, you guys are dumb. Like, why would you do this? And, like, she would go to my amateur shows, and she'll be so nervous. She'll be, like, screaming, let's go. And, like, she wouldn't even be watching the fight. She'd be like, let's go. Recording, like, let's go. <laughs> and then my first pro fight, professional fight, she had a mental breakdown. She broke down crying. My brother was taking care of her. Cause like she couldn't bear to see it, you know. Her son is about to go fight, you know. She brought that crying, and like luckily I didn't see nothing. It would like just, it would make everything worse for me. Yeah. And um, after they told me, but she was like, "You did amazing." And now she comes to my sparring events. Like she brings my water. She even has like Skittles, cause like I love candy. Yeah. She calls me like like a little crackhead for that. <laughs> but like, it's it's awesome having my mom there and my brother there, and I, I'm thankful for God that. He brought those two people close to my life, my best friend, my my brother. Jay. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you were telling me that your brother's your best friend, and now he's a part of your team. Yeah, um, me and my brother, like since we were kids, we've always been very close, and we did everything together. And like he started coming to my trainings, and he started picking up boxing. So. I told my, my trainer, I'm like, you know what? I want my brother a part of the team. At first, he just started coming around, just watching me, being there for me, a comfort for me. But now, like, he's learning the game of boxing. He's talking to my trainer about it. He knows my style. And it's just awesome having my brother part of my job. Like, it's even better for me. I'm more comfortable with it. I love that. I think it's a gift that he's your best friend. Yeah. It's not, it's not average. What um what are you most nervous about or what are your thoughts right now about your fight on November 18th? Because yeah. I'm excited. Um, what I'm nervous about, I'm excited just to fight. It's been five months since I fought. I had a back injury, so I was out for like a month. And that was one of the most horrible things I've been through because like you're not doing anything. And I feel like, damn, I can't train, I can't fight. What am I doing, you know? But then we got back to it. And now, thank God, we got this fight. I'm so excited just to put on a show and have all my family and my supporters that are coming. And it's amazing. Yeah. I got all this love and support. From and how often are you training right now? Every day. I train like three times a day. And I do running, physical work, and then boxing training. Right. Yeah. Putting in that work. I have to. I want to be the best, so we gotta train like the best. Wow, that's cool. Um, so where's your where's your boxing event gonna be at, so we can invite our friends? It's gonna be at Lake Elsinore at the baseball stadium, you know. And just so excited, we're here. 
We're going to put on a show and it's going to be exciting. I'm excited. What's your ratio right now of um, events? That, how many have you done? I, I have six professional fights. You've done six professional? Yeah. And how many have you won? I won four okay. by one knockout. I had one loss, but we just say that's a learning experience because now after that, we started winning more and I learned a lot from that fight and it's all learning experience. Four out of six? Yeah, and then one draw. Wow, that's good. Yeah, we're just starting and we're getting there. Period, we're just starting, I love that. <laughs> awesome, well thank you for being on here, Isaac. Is there anything else that has just been on your heart that you really wanna share with anybody who's pursuing, whether it's a boxing career or whether it's just a big dream? I don't think this dream is average. Oh, yeah. I think you know that, it's not average, but what would you tell someone to not be discouraged to pursue something like this? I, I would say just, Keep at it, stay consistent, believe in yourself and believe who's ever with you. Don't lie to yourself, don't cheat yourself. There's gonna be days where you don't wanna train and you have to train those days. And that would probably be one of the best trainings of your life. Um, those times where you doubt yourself, just remember it's gonna get better. Just stay calm through everything, the good and bad. When you win a fight, when you lose a fight, when things don't go your way, stay calm that that's all i can say that's awesome so much wisdom at 20. sheesh <laughs> all right thank you isaac for being on here guys um how can they follow you on instagram because i want people to keep up with what you're all about um you can go on my instagram it's i underscore am underscore little devil that's my nickname but i am god's child <laughs> <laughs> just in the ring. Yeah, yeah just, just in the, the ring. ring. Just in the ring. Yeah. Diablo over here. Diablito. <laughs> Little devil. We're here. <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs> I love that.